0: Hello and thanks for tuning in to the purveyor of truth. Today we are discussing why Jesus or or answering the question, did Jesus go into hell after he was crucified? Um, After looking into it, it seems that it's a big question a lot of people want to know. Did Jesus actually go into hell? Did he actually descend? Um, Does the Bible use the word descend? Many things like that. So we're going to start this discussion today and see where the Lord takes us and how long we can... um for the um, amount of time that we have this morning to get into that. So turn with me. We're going to start um, in Psalm 68, verse 18. And as you're turning there, we're going to open with prayer. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you today for your goodness and your mercy, for how you provide for us, even though we can't necessarily be together right now, for those that are tuning in on the podcast, Lord, and wherever they may be, whenever they might come to this this uh, lesson, Lord, we pray that your Spirit... Would minister to them, Holy Ghost, minister to them and draw them. Help them, God, to help us all, God, to have a better understanding of who you are. Help us to learn of you, to learn your ways, and to live a life that is pleasing to you all the days of our lives, Lord. God, let this word go out and draw people to you. Let this word help them to have a greater, closer relationship, a better understanding of the covenant and what you have done for us Through your Son, Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, Lord, we give you glory and we thank you for it. God, give us understanding as we quieten ourselves now to tune in our ears and to hear and to listen and to study your word together. Show ourselves approved unto you, a workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I expect that everyone's there now. It's Psalm 68, verse 18. If not, go ahead and turn on over there. Right now, I'm going to be reading from, yes, the King James Version. I want to make sure it wasn't New King James because I have a New King James too. So we're reading from the uh, King James Version, and I dropped a recording device. Oh, man, I I apologize to your ears for that. Okay, so here we go. We're recording inside the truck um, remotely today. (laughs) Okay, so verse 18. Thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive, thou hast received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Selah. Praise God. So when we look at this first verse, and this is one I've heard a lot of um, preachers, especially when I was a young minister or young, a young Christian, I mean, and coming up in, in the, the church as a young Christian, not necessarily a, a child, but as a young Christian, young, a born-again believer, and I, I would hear them say that Jesus led captivity captive and things, and man, they were so excited, and I always kind of wondered, what does that phrase mean, that he led captivity captive? What, Just breaking it down, simply said that he led those who were held captivity. He took them with him. He took them. He brought them in under him. He didn't force them to, you know, bring bring them captive, but he led them to come with him to be free because of the blood covenant of Jesus Christ, because of what he did on the cross. So this is prophecy that the psalmist wrote of um, Jesus Christ leading those who had been held captive, those who had um, died possibly in sin or in disobedience um, same thing it, that they had died in disobedience and one place says in one place you know that, that we understand that they, they they died in sin and this is before before Jesus came and then you you know you might sit and think well wow Lord I'm saved I got I'm born again and then when I read the Old Testament or I look back in history and I see there were people who who had served you but they messed up they messed up somewhere and and they didn't they didn't know about you. They never heard about you. And so what about them, Jesus? You know, people always ask about people on remote islands and places like that today. And, and then you stop and you think, what about the people before the cross? What about before Calvary? What about those people? Well, God thought of everything from the very foundation of the earth. Nothing has escaped his thought processes, nothing escapes his heart. Every single soul is his, and he loves every soul from the beginning to the end of time. He knows you by name. He loves every single one. So yes, he gave them opportunity, and this is a prop, uh, a prophecy of that. And, um, Let's just do, for, for anyone that might be listening and, and asking, well, what does it mean to ascend on high? To ascend means to go up. To um, Jesus ascended into the heavens. If you climb a mountain, you ascend that mountain. So we, um, Jesus here ascended on high, meaning that he ascended into the heavens, and that before he did that or in that process of getting ready to go up, he also went and got those who were... Um, being held captive or in a holding place and we're going to keep looking at that and look at some other scriptures to back this up so let's let's turn to acts chapter 2 and just for the sake of time i've already marked it in my um, new king james version that's right here beside me so we're going to read from there in acts chapter 2 verse 24 acts 2 verse 24 so go ahead and turn there acts 2 verse 24 And as you are turning there, I'm going to turn to the next chapter and get ready for that. I have two Bibles, hoping this is going to help move forward a little bit. Acts chapter 2, verse 24. Lord, we just thank you. We give you glory today for all that you do for us and have done. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So let's read from there. Acts chapter 2, verse 24. We're going to pick right up say verse 24, and it's good to go ahead and read, you know, above that. If you have time later on, go back and read it. I'm sure you've read it before, and I trust that you'll read it again and again. Let's read verse 24. Whom God, and he's speaking of Jesus Christ. This is um, Peter speaking, preaching to the people, and he's telling them about Jesus, whom God raised up, raised up from the dead, having loosed the pains of death, Loose the pains of death off of Jesus because it was not possible that he, capital H-E, should be held by it. It was not possible that Jesus Christ could be held by death. For David says concerning him in verse 25, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh will also rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul, my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. So we see that Jesus was prophesied again of, of here by David and that death was not, could not, um, hold him, that he was not holding of it, in, in the, as the King James Version says. So we see that Jesus rose up from the dead and that he was, in some places, you see different um, translations of the word death and hell and Hades and things like that. So I want I want you to understand there is a, death, a difference between being dead and actually going into the place that is called hell um, where the people um, where the, the where the worm dieth not and the the fire is not quenched. That's a, two different places. So Jesus was not um, holding to death, but he also could not be held in hell. He could not be held in separation from God. There's not possible. So um, let's look at First Peter chapter three, verse eighteen is the key verse there. I have a feeling we might read a little bit above and below that. Chapter. 1st Peter look, my page blue in the wind. Here we go. 1st Peter chapter 3 verse 18 For Christ also once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, as to be crucified on the cross, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, that same quickening power is the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, who created, who actively created and was in in cahoots with with God and with Jesus in creating the heavens and the earth, separating the waters from the sea, from the land, um, creating Adam and Eve, the breath of life. He was he there. And so that same Spirit that... Rose Jesus up from the grave is the same Holy Ghost that quickens us, that fills us, and it's the same Holy Ghost that's going to quicken us on that day when Jesus calls us home. On that day, it's the same Spirit that lives in me, Him that rose Him from the dead lives in me, right? Verse 19 By which also we went, He went. <laughs> By which also Jesus went and preached unto the spirits in prison, that word "prison" there again is like a holding place um a type of a hell where they're 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 separated from God, they're in a the place of of being held um as people even today are when they pass away they're in a place where they're awaiting judgment, and that time is like that because they're they don't know time, it's, it's, it's different to them because they're dead. The Bible says that there's no time to the dead. So when we see that Jesus being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, he went to those who were being held, awaiting judgment, those who were being held that did not know and had not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. They did not have the opportunity to call upon his name and be saved. So Jesus went to them and made himself known to them. The son of man is made manifest to destroy the works of darkness. So he went and he made himself known to them, made himself manifest to them to tell them of the truth. And every prophecy that they had prophesied, everything that they had heard of him was now fulfilled and that they could now be born again. And they had a choice. They were they were given the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ and believe on him. Peter goes on to explain it a little bit. In verse twenty, he said he gives an example, which sometime were disobedient, once the long suffering of God waited in the as is in the days of Noah, while the ark was up preparing, wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. And like figure, whereunto even baptism doth now save us, not the putting away of filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, because he was raised from the dead, he was not holding to death, he did not stay there, he was not he didn't go into this place of hell or holding place to be tortured or be separated from God. he went on a mission from god to tell them of the good news of himself of jesus christ that he was he he had come he had fulfilled the promises and that he was he was there to bring them freedom and to set them free the same message he, he gives us the same opportunity he's given each and every soul verse 22 who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of god angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. So all power in heaven and earth was given unto him. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father, as the scripture says, ever making intercession for us now. So um, some people wonder. I read some questions that people ask, well, did Jesus burn in hell? No, he did not. And Jesus did not go to the place of punishment. He went to the place where he, he went to share the gospel with those who were held captive who were waiting. Let's look at I have so many scriptures. Um Zechariah 9:11. So let's turn there together. Zechariah, Old Testament prophet, Zechariah 9:11. Um it's just That's Zephaniah. I've got Zephaniah, not Zechariah. Come on. I almost stopped too soon. There it is. Okay, on the other side of Haggai, after Zephaniah, is Zechariah. And we're going to look at chapter 9, verse 11. Chapter 9, verse 11 says As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth my prisoners. Out of the pit wherein there is no water, so the, here Zechariah is prophesying that by the blood of thy covenant, by the blood of the covenant of Jesus Christ, that He is sending forth His those who are held prisoner out of the pit, where there was no water, there was no help, there was no answer, just as the same as it was for us, where there He made. So just as Jesus came to uh, make a way where there seemed no way, and Jesus came to bring waters in the the desert, when in dry places, and the, the the Bible says that he would, God would cause springs of life, water to spring up in dry places and in deserts. He is the living water, and so he is the answer. And he goes, he went to those who were held captive, and those who did not have. A hope or a way. Jesus is the blessed way. Jesus is the hope. And he came and and shared that gospel truth with them, shared himself with them that they might also be saved. So we understand that Jesus Christ suffered once for sins only once he did not suffer any longer or any further he suffered enough he took on all the sins of the world at the cross he was beaten and took on all sickness and all Manners of disease for us he took the he took the weight of the government upon his own shoulders he is the he is over all authority. when we look at the scriptures and we weigh them one upon another we could we could do this all day because the scriptures are so interwoven and and layered upon one another so beautifully that we see that Jesus did this he did descend so that more, so that those who had did not know could know those who did not have that opportunity could have it um, I'm, I'm just reading from Hosea thirteen, I will ransom them from the power of the grave, I will redeem them from death, O death, I will be thy plagues, O grave, I will be thy destruction, repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. So he's saying that the the grave and the, the the um destruction won't be able to turn back. They won't be able to say oh no 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 give us back give them give them back to us. Nope that's not gonna happen. God has redeemed those who call upon his name through all, all eternity. So even even those before the cross were then given opportunity while Jesus those three days that they thought he was just laying in the tomb, I guess. Those three days where he, you know, they, they were, where is he? Where did he go? He was, he was ministering the gospel to those who had not heard the gospel, those who had gone on before us. And so he, before, um, before the cross, he went and he shared the gospel. And that is all the scripture that I wanted to share with you today. Well, no, it's not. I skipped Ephesians. Okay, we need to go to Ephesians for sure. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. I knew I had one that I hadn't read yet. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you, Lord, for <clears throat> bringing that up me, revealing that to us, Lord. Ephesians chapter 4. Now, look, we were just here the other day. Maybe this is where this came from. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8 says... We're going to start in verse 8 and then go all the way to verse 10. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. <clears throat> there it is. Again, a quote from Psalm 68:18 where he led captivity captive. Now, Paul is quoting from that scripture, and he says that Jesus led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men, and that means he gave us the spiritual gifts, he gave us the Holy Ghost, he gave gifts unto men, now that he ascended, what is it, but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. So here he's talking to the Ephesians, and apparently they must have been having a little trouble understanding this, and he's telling them, don't... Don't gag at this, don't be surprised. If he were if you believe that he ascended into the heavens and he sits at the right hand of the Father making intercession and all power and authority is given unto him, then how can it be hard for us to understand? Let it not be hard for us to understand that he first descended into the lower parts of the earth, that is hell, that he descended. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the heavens, that he might fill all things, so that he would fill all things. There's nothing left unturned that all things were given. All things were, were done and completed. You know, Jesus died for all those who would call upon his name, whosoever will call upon his name. So they were given that opportunity on that day, on that time when Jesus descended into, as the scripture says here, the lower parts of the earth. And that is in the King James Version. The, um, I want to read something for you real quick. Let's, Let's flip over here. 16, 17, 18. oh, verse 8, sorry, okay, so, I just wanted to look that up really quick for you, and see, um, I'm sorry, I didn't look this up already, but here we are. Mm. Let's read this one. Isaiah 44, 23. Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains, O forest, and every tree therein. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified His- himself in Israel. And then again in Ephesians 4:9. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Um, lower parts or parts would be a division or a share. Um, a particular part, a set, of, a, a section of a, um, in respect to, and then... Um, the earth there, the lower parts of the earth would be an extension by region or the solid part of the whole globe. Um, So a a section, a a place, an actual place um, that is set aside for this purpose. So um, hopefully this is going to give you some understanding. I hope it's um, helping and and um, I have enjoyed this Bible study. And I hope that it helps us to understand that how much love our Lord and Savior, how much love our Creator, Father God, how much love Holy Ghost has for us. It's not that, you know, He died on the cross. He, Jesus, God's only begotten Son, died on the cross giving His life a excruciating pain, knowing what He was going to go through. He gave it. For us, and took the sins of the world upon him, and then he didn't lay there defeated. He didn't lay there waiting for the Lord to wait for God to wake him up and say, "Come on home, son." He went right to work, and went into the depths of the earth, into hell, to preach captivity captive, or to lead captivity captive. He, his love is so great and so unfathomable, so rich and so deep and so wide and so high that when we just begin to think of it, we really should be overwhelmed by the goodness and grace and the mercy of our God. This is our God. There is no other. He is so good. He didn't just do it for one. He did it for all the whosoevers, whosoever will. And he made it available to those even before went on who died before Jesus went to the cross that opportunity was given to them to call upon his name so we give glory to God right now in the name of Jesus please drop a comment text us let us know what you think if you have some other scriptures you'd like to add uh, there's a place on this podcast where you can add things like that as well God bless you and have a great and powerful day in the Lord amen